Hey everyone, welcome to the Post Hardcore and More podcast, episode 2. I'm Jake, I do actually honest reviews that are actually honest, and who else is on the podcast with me? Hey, it's your boy David G. Uh, As from last time, I do vocals and guitars in Poltergeist, which Jake has been kind enough to feature us at the end of many of his reviews. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Casey. I'm kind of jamming out the Seder right now, I'm sorry. Oh uh, God. <laughs> I, I'm Casey, I play guitar in Poltergeist 2. I almost said Seder because I'm listening to them right now. That would have been embarrassing. Poltergeist 2? What happened to Poltergeist 1? <laughs> reformed. <laughs> we reformed. It's it's like a secret band type thing. We just don't have a cam. You just don't have cam. Yeah, there are certain height requirements. Yeah, that's called issues. <laughs> you just get rid of the screams. Um, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some post-hardcore bands today. Pretty much all post-hardcore this time. Uh, yeah. A little bit of progressive post-hardcore with the first band we're going to talk about. Sater. Uh, Locust by Sater. I did a review on them. They're pretty cool. Uh, they are... Very technical, and they have... Words are failing me. <laughs> Casey, just well, talk about they're, Seder. They're, they're pretty good with words. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Words are, words are failing you, but they're very thick with words. It's like um, they've absorbed my diction, and they've used it in their music. <laughs> they're sucking it out yeah. through the podcast. Yeah. Casey? Um... Yeah, they use big words. Listen, dude, this right. album's really good. I'm, I'm kind of listening to it at the same time. Oh my fucking god. You've already said everything <laughs> I want to say. You're here. Fuck. We're professionals here. You've, you've already said everything I've wanted to say about this. They it's have, good as fuck. They have good instruments and they're good. That's all you wanted to say. <laughs> Nothing, mean, you're like a professional guitarist, basically, and you don't you don't have anything else to say besides my mundane approximation I of mean, like... Well, let's be real, I would talk a lot about it, but in the end, it would just end up with me going, like, man, good, me, This like. is your platform, motherfucker, what do you think a podcast is for? <laughs> hey, good point. Okay, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> Why did I have to convince you? What the fuck? Who's eating know, chips? <laughs> okay. Talk <laughs> about <laughs> I already said the entire album's really good. I'm not editing that out. I already said the entire album's really good before. Uh, I think, like, I don't think there's a single, you know, kind of, like, slow point on the album. I think it's good throughout the entire thing. I think even the instrumental track still manages to keep, like, the flow going. It still hits hard, you know? Yeah, I do like the instrumental track. And I'm going to keep saying it, this middle section and not the scale slaps <laughs> so fucking hard, dude. Like, uh, I don't know, JD and I think the dude's name is Soup, yeah. those guys go fucking off, and it's great to hear. I'm honestly half tempted to buy the PDF for the tabs and learn this shit myself. I, I bought both their albums in physical form. Ooh. Yeah, they're, they're only $5 each. Or no, maybe the okay. full LP is ten dollars, but free shipping. I haven't listened to Neutrino yet. I don't, Me I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know what anything like that sounds. I mean, I'm sure it's good. Um, 
I just like collect CDs from small bands, so. Yeah. Hey, they'll sign it if you ask, too. I, I yeah. didn't know how to ask. <laughs> Should have asked in my video. Uh, I you like. Can, you can ask in this. I like that they uh, that they did a full instrumental release as well. Yeah, that's. Nice. I like that too a lot because it's like they're, you know, we've already talked about this before, but their instrumentals are super like uh, technical, so yeah. it's really nice to hear like everything that they're doing because like. From what I know, their drummer's, like, more of a prog metal drummer. Dude's fucking insane, too. Like, that dude is actually nuts. That makes sense. I mean, you can hear it a lot just throughout the album. You can hear that influence in all of it, really. But, I mean, I think it works to their favor. It's an interesting thing that post-hardcore bands have been doing. Like, even DGD, who, in my opinion, I mean, as good as their instrumentals are, they don't always really warrant a full instrumental album. Yeah. But I still... <laughs> I, don't I still think it was really cool. Like I like to go back and listen to them occasionally, and it kind of their newer instrumentals like, feel a little bit empty to me, to be quite honest. I uh, I mean they've they've definitely found their formula. Yeah. But I I like that sort of thing because it, as a vocalist, like it allows me to hear what the track essentially sounded like when it was sent to the vocalist. Yeah. And I think that's really cool because it puts in my mind like where they were going at when they approached the song because. There's oftentimes you'll hear a song when it's completely done, and I'll be like, man, how the fuck did they think up a vocal melody like that? Well, what's interesting and about DGD is, um, so Will will write a bunch of parts, and Mingus, and basically Will writes the main parts of the song. Yeah. And then Tillian and John will look at those parts kind of like building blocks. And they'll, like, specifically ask for some parts to be longer or some parts to be shorter to fit, like, the lyrics they have in mind. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I could see it being difficult with two vocalists, but, yeah, I didn't mean to dive into DGD. I mean, that's... No, it's, it's parsed hardcore. Well. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be in DGD some. Yeah, some it's going to be brought up. We're in DGD country all the time. <laughs> uh, uh, favorite song off Locus? Uh, not I'm, the scale. Yeah, not the scale. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna be lame and I'm I'm gonna say Picayune. I mean I know Picayune. that's their biggest song, but yeah, I mean, that's that, a good song. Yeah, that like, shit flies right off the bat. I mean, there's a reason that it's sitting at like three hundred eighty thousand streams. Dude, that main riff is so fucking groovy too. Like, yeah. mm. I like Levitator the best. That's a good one. Too. I like those I like high vocals JD does. You you know it's a quality album when we all have different fav favorite songs. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I really don't know what else to say. Like, people need to fucking listen to these guys. They need to get big. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, they I will. I think they will. Yeah. I hope they do. Like, yeah. it's like you and me were talking. They deserve about it. it. You and me were talking about it yesterday, Casey. Like, post hardcore fans are thirsty as fuck for new at bands and albums and songs. Like. Yeah, they're gonna once people. I just found out about them like a couple days when you told me. I don't know where. Yo, elk. Where they've been hiding from my radar, but I'm sure people are gonna start Atlanta. picking up. Yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> people are gonna start <laughs> picking up on them, and start listening yeah. to them way more. They're they're great. Yeah, that's something that I've actually talked with Casey about too. Is that like within the within the genre in itself, but especially within the little like niches of the subgenre like 
like post hardcore fans in general want more of that genre but there's obviously some very different kinds of it and i yeah. find that the more progressive natured kinds people are like obsessed with it like it's their fucking life force so anytime <laughs> they find a band they'll like eat up any merch they've got they'll like fucking quote their lyrics and their pictures like it's just uh, it's good well, it reminds me a lot of how it used to be with music like a lot of that has kind of faded away and uh, it's nice to see that sort of like scene obsession back it's really nice. we've, yeah. we've got that 20 year cycle coming on up again so you yeah. know now's the time I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, the scene's probably gotten a lot bigger because of swan posting and related shit. Like, the community's just come together way more. Yeah, it's true. It really, it set off something, which, yeah, I don't much care for that group now, but, uh... When it started, yeah, it, really it was did. pretty fucking lit. It was awesome when it yeah. first started. I remember following the, uh the meme page before yeah. it was a group yeah, and i was too. like <laughs> i was like what is this little gem in the corner of the internet like this <laughs> shit is fucking hilarious and then yeah and then it blew up from that to where like the actual members are in it yeah um, yeah i agree i think that really is like there's a lot of bands that had good traction but it got pushed off by that group like i remember dwellings and happy hour like yeah really I don't really care for Dwellings, but they did, like, get fucking super popular off Swan Posting. Yeah, they definitely had, like, they definitely already had a backbone, so it's not like they got, it's not like it was completely out of nowhere, but, uh, yeah, it clearly helped them out a lot, which I thought was interesting. I mean, that type of shit definitely doesn't happen now, but. Yeah, I'm going to make a fat prediction and say, uh, the Seder album, it's good, but it feels kind of like Degeneratera by Idola, yeah. where it's like, it's really good, but it's a little rough, and it's a little inaccessible, and I think their next album is going to be a lot more accessible, and I think a lot more people are going to latch on to it, like, to speak, to listen. That's my yeah, fat prediction. I can see it too, see actually. That. Yeah, I'd put money down on that. I do yeah. hope they don't lose any of like their progressive technical edge because honestly, that's what really makes the band for me. Because most most of the post core that I've been shown is it's not it's technical, yeah, but it's not like it doesn't have like those crazy ass time signatures and different keys that I crave. Yeah. Yeah. These guys do, so, you know, I am I dig it a lot. I've, I really hope they go places. Yeah, I said it in my review. I'd like the lyrics a little dumbed down for, like, a catchy chorus, but I don't want them to lose, like, their their actual appeal, which is that proggy technical uh, stuff they pull off. I don't think this album actually has a chorus, like, It has a chorus all. on a couple songs. Does it? Yeah, I think Bird has a chorus. It, like... Three choruses. Huh. Straight up. Um, yeah, because most songs feel like it's just, like, going all the way through. Like, there's yeah. not verse, chorus, verse. It's like, section A, section B, section G, yeah. C. You know, shit like that. Yeah, and Bird's one of their singles, so, I mean. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you always do the most accessible stuff for your singles. Yeah. Um... That's Seder. We all like the album, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Casey yes. loves it. I like it. 
Uh, I like it pretty well. Yeah. It's, it's not my favorite thing in the world or by any means, but uh, I really I respect the boys and uh, I love it. I think they're doing something a little bit fresh. And I'm really excited to see where they go next. Please hit us up whenever this uh, pandemic is over. We would love to play with you all if yeah. they're listening. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, were, that, yeah, that was supposed to happen, actually. We we were very close to getting set up to a show with them in Louisville, Kentucky, and then uh, COVID decided to eat the world. Yeah. So Damn. Hopefully when uh, everything comes back safely, we can maybe still do that because that would really be nice. Love to watch that. Yeah. Um, I guess we should move on. Uh, let's talk about I Met a Yeti, which is... Casey's choice for this uh, week. Yeah, dude, they're sick. <laughs> they're so fucking cool, dude. You kidding me? Yeah. Do you want to talk about them first? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so, like, wait, what am I supposed to say? They're like a small ass band from yeah. Orlando, Florida, I think. Really, Orlando? Uh, yeah, they're from Orlando, Florida. That's if, where Happy Hour is from. Uh. I'm pretty sure happy hour is everywhere after, like, 5 p.m. Yeah, good one. Fuck off. Uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they don't have a full album yet. They have mm. just, like, EPs out. But from, you know, the one EP I've listened to, it's... I think they're really good. I think yeah. if they ref- I think whenever they do refine their sound, or not even refine their sound, I feel like the second they get, like, a full album going, like... They might not blow up to, like, crazy levels, but I think they're going to get to at least, like, Seder levels of popularity, to, like, as they are right now, you know? Because these guys can play. They've, like, one of their... On their fucking single from the EP, they've already got over 150, uh, stream, 150,000 streams on Spotify. Yeah, they've got Blue almost... <clears throat> yeah, Blue Eyes. Yeah, that shit yeah. got recommended to me for, like, four months straight. On uh, on Spotify, and I never listened to it, but uh, it's definitely being recommended to people that listen to post hardcore. So that's already good for them. Yeah, yeah like they've are they've already got almost like what 10k monthly listeners. That's really good for like a band with like two EPs at most. Yeah. So the second like the second they get an album out, I I'm pretty sure they're gonna get like. Maybe not huge, but pretty fucking big. Because they're good. I don't know how many times I can say they're good without sounding redundant. Uh, we're about three they're goods past that point, but it's alright. <laughs> Maybe one more for extra measure. They're really fucking good. Oh, okay. uh, I wasn't sure, but now that you said it the extra time. <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> what do you think about them, David? I really like uh, I really like this band a lot. Um, I had heard of this band for a while... Um, a guy that I work with a little bit for marketing for Poltergeist, um, his name's Anthony, he's a really cool guy, um, he had been posting about this band and how he'd been working with them as well, and I had seen their name tossed around and I decided to finally check them out because I saw the insane numbers that they were pulling and I was like, okay, this band's got to be about something, like they got to be yeah. some good shit behind it. And uh, Blue Eyes White Yeti was the first thing because I uh, watched the video for it. And I love it. Um, I don't know the vocalist's name. I don't know anybody's name in this band. Um, but yeah. the, vocalist, the, voc- the vocalist's name is uh, Daisy, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Daisy, okay. Daisy is really fucking good. 
like their vocals are definitely the thing that stands out the most to me um but everything else is up to par as well that's not to slight anyone else in the band because like the guitars are really interesting the drummer is really on his shit um other than vocals if i had to like point out something the drums are really top notch they're very aggressive um almost a little bit more than a lot of post hardcore that's going around and i like that like I almost feel like the drummer has to be listening to heavier music than post hardcore because yeah. it comes out quite a bit. Um, I like I haven't listened to the I Can Still See You EP, but I like the Camp Yeti quite a bit. Yeah, um, I do like the Blue Eyes White Yeti, of course, but but I think Cherry Blossom might be my favorite song, and that one's got uh, Andy Sizzik on it, which I really I'm a big fan of Macari, so I really love Andy as well. Oh, that's the oh. band he's in. Yeah, I was yeah. telling, I was telling Casey when I listened to it the first time. I was like, "Man, they got Andy Shizik on here." Yeah, but I, then he was better than I was expecting. So, yeah, even I, I love his voice. Even he's he's performing on this <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah, we have we have very differing opinions on Andy. <laughs> he's a controversial <laughs> figure. <laughs> if we're talking favorite songs, I. I'm going to be, you know, the singles guy here and say Blue Eyes, White Fucking Yeti. Just normie, cause... normie. Yeah, yeah you're right. That <laughs> riff at like 55 seconds is so fucking good, dude. And the little stick fill in the background. That shit's dope. Yeah, it's like so good. And <clears throat> honestly, Daisy just soars above like everything. And I think it's really, <laughs> I think it's perfect. Like, I don't think she could have done something better with her melodies in this song. Yeah, I, I agree. I really like that groovy section in the middle um, where the drums are kind of like doing like a little one-two beat. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember what lyrics are saying, but the vocals are really awesome in, the, in that middle groovy area. That shit's been stuck in my head all day. Yeah, they do kind of cover interesting topics for, for a uh, post-hardcore band. I think... Is is it blue eyes white yeti? That's about gender dysphoria. I I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, which is I haven't looked into very their interesting. Yet. Uh, compared to you know, I said I said this in my Seder review, like, or no, I didn't. It was in my rough draft, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a lot of post hardcore is just like you know, I'm sad, um, I'm broken inside, and I will never be repaired. But there's also yeah. other other stuff to be sad about. Um, <laughs> and there's there's like, always something to be sad about. Yeah. And there's also other stuff to talk about. Like, Seder talks about, you know, I think they're talking about philosophical type shit. You know, like, idol type shit. What if they're just talking about, like, a broken heart, but instead they're using the biggest words possible? That's Masquerade the- of malpractice. Um, <laughs> you broke my heart with a mask or some shit. I don't know. This is why I don't write lyrics, man. Uh, I went to a poor dentist while watching Bakugan and Masquerade was on that episode. That's a deep cut for my Bakugan people. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, I met a Yeti. Uh, I'll talk about it real quick. I haven't listened to it that much. I'll probably be doing a review on it. Uh, it's good. <laughs> I like Blue Eyes White Yeti. That's my normie pick. Um, it's a good song. I like that last song with Andy Shizik. He 
like I said, performs better than I usually think he does, so I like that. Um, yeah, I met a Camp Yeti. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Yeah. We it's all cool. like it. Yeah, Ken, I love it. I cannot wait for their uh, debut album. Like, yeah. are honestly, they, are I, they working on an LP? I fucking hope they are. It, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I would, honestly. I'd assume they're doing that or another EP, which, either one, I'm down for either one. Yeah. No matter it, what, it's going to be good. Yeah. I'll tell like, you. Like, them and Sater, like, no matter what they do, it's going to be good, in my opinion. I'm really surprised a lot of. Uh bands are not taking the happy hour approach where they'll just drop like a a single every couple of months or like a three song ep like it's it just seems more logical to me in like yeah the spotify times we live in i think I mean, that that release strategy is growing in popularity um one band that really pulled that off, they're, they're not post-hardcore, but this band I love called Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Spirit Box. That was the, yeah, that, that, that was the first band that I observed really doing that, and it worked out really well for them um, because every time they released a single, since they only had, like, one EP and then a bunch of other singles, it made me want to go back and stream the entirety of their discography every time a new song came out. Uh, that's exactly why I do with Happy Hour. Yeah. 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 It works. It really, and I, yeah, it's definitely the smarter thing to do in the modern, like, streaming era. Um, I mean, I can understand EP releases still, but yeah, for the most part, unless you're big in the scene, like DGD or, you know, some band like that, there's not really any point in doing a full LP anymore. I mean, shit, that strategy is even getting popular in, like, death metal. Like, this band I follow called Necrot, they've even been doing, like, first album they had a single on, they only did, like, one fucking single. <laughs> this new album they're doing in 2020, they've already released three singles, and I'm pretty sure the album's slated for October? Yeah. So, yeah, the strategy's getting big, even in, like, other genres. It's the way to go, is to, is to release a lot of singles, keep people hooked, keep people interacting and put videos out for like everything like lots of video content has to be consumed now yeah. it's i i mean i think it works it's entertaining slaves just did that i mean they put out what like eight singles seven yeah, or eight a lot of them and like every one of them had a video they and, started in I mean, 2019 as well yeah and they just it kept me hooked out. good tiger dropped a single and a video for every single song for like yeah, a week one, until release. One song a week, yeah. Yeah, it's a different times we're living in with the the strategies and stuff. It's interesting to see, I, and I also like. I think there's cons. Like, I would absolutely love a full length happy hour album, but I feel like unless they get signed, they're just not gonna do that. That just doesn't seem worth it. Probably. Yeah. No, it's not worth the time or the money, and then. Streams would fall short, ultimately, in comparison to what they would get with a shorter release. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate for people who really would stream the fuck out of it, but yeah. there's not a there's not enough people like that. Uh, yeah. So I met a Yeti. Good, good album. We're solid. Very hoping solid. for more. Very, very solid EP. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, the best thing an EP can do for you is make you want more. I think so. Yeah. 
That's it's definitely like, succeeded with me. Yeah. Uh, last last album we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll let David introduce one. This one, it's a classic for him. All right. Uh, this uh, was a band and album that was shown to me by a good friend of mine that I used to work with. Um, the band is Lower Definition, uh, which is a name that some of you may have never heard or maybe you haven't heard it in a while. Um, but the album is the greatest of all lost arts. This, to me, is just a classic album in general, but within the genre, it's, in my opinion, a staple. Um, lower Definition was really interesting because sound-wise, they kind of bridge the gap, in a way, between, like, Amorosa and, and DGD. Like... They had this sort of very hooky, powerful, unique uh, songwriting that Amorosa has, but then they had more technical parts, they had heavier parts, um, they had the clearly very like R&B-influenced vocals, could switch between being rough and very smooth. Uh, Matt, I think his name's Matt. Uh, his name's pronounced Geis. Uh, Matt Geis is probably one of my favorite vocalists. I really love the dude's voice. Um, his name's Matt Geese. Geese. Okay, I wasn't ever sure how to pronounce it. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's like, like that's correct. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It's 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 the way it's spelled. It could be Geis. Could be Geese. I don't know. Yeah, but Matt fucking rips. He's been a favorite vocalist of mine for a while. Um, the band only put out an album and two EPs, uh, and then they split. And basically, I had been wanting more for years since all that happened. And there was heavy rumors that, uh, I think it was actually confirmed, not just a rumor, that there was supposed to be a project between Will Swan and Matt. Really? And, yeah, because and, Matt actually filled in on vocals yeah, uh, a few times live. A and lot of people he's... thought he was gonna replace Kurt, I think. Or yeah, because he was on. You know, he was. Um, uh, he was on one of the songs, wasn't he? Um, it's been forever since maybe. I've listened. Maybe Nick Newsham is on Uneasy Hearts. Yeah, but Maggie might on be a... on something. Let me. I'll I'll look it up while you talk. Yeah, I could have sworn it's been such a long time since I've listened to self-titled, but uh. Yeah, uh, that was supposed to happen. That unfortunately never did happen, but it would have fucking ripped if it did. And uh, finally now, uh, in 2020, they're back. Um, I guess quarantine brought them back out. But uh, they, uh, they've they been writing and recording something new. Um, I don't know if it's just a new EP. Maybe it's a whole new album. But they've been really pushing it on social media and really getting people excited. Um Last thing they put out was like some time ago, 2013, 2014, I think. Uh, no, 2011. 2011 was when the the Infinite Etc. came out, and uh, yeah. So it's been. A I wasn't grip. even in high school then. Holy shit! Yeah. It's been a grip. The greatest of all our starts came out in 2009, and they split shortly before the infinite etc and then they just came back did that ep and then they just kind of ghosted for a while after that uh matt geese um, was on rock solid rock solid that's what yeah. yeah i was thinking that but i wasn't wasn't for sure 
Yeah, I knew but someone was on Rock Solid. It's, uh, this band fucking rips. Like, smooth vocals. Uh, they've got some noodly guitar parts, but it's very, like, it, it's very hooky-oriented guitars. Um, but they have a lot of punch to them, and, like, the, their chord progression choices are really interesting, very satisfying to me. Uh, I don't know. They just bridge that gap between aggression and, like, a uh, nice, smooth, like, satisfying listening to me. Yeah. Um, I'd say probably a couple favorite songs of mine. Top one is probably going to be Pueblo Cicada, um, which actually has Johnny Craig featured on it. Um, yeah, I was kind of mentioned that. I was, I was not expecting to hear young Johnny Craig yeah, on which, the album. Yeah, which, in my opinion, was his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of my favorite features or just verses period that he does because he melds really well with Matt's voice and he just kind of rides the progression really well. Um, yeah, it's a good feature by Johnny standards. It's a solid feature because, yeah, some of his features, especially the further time went on, you could definitely tell we're very phoned in yeah, or uh, for sure. paid yeah, for. Especially it. now. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> very you know, they're all They're all fucking paid for now, yeah. which, you know, if you're gonna hustle whatever i won't knock you for that but uh yeah this this feature is awesome just the way it's written i i like how it's kind of showcases him to be like oh like it's johnny craig but yeah. at the same time it like works with the music and it's not too like uh gimmicky or anything but i really love pueblo cicada um the ocean the beast is a big standout track for me it starts off a lot heavier but it has some of my favorite melodies from Matt saying on the second verse. And then uh, probably Miami Nights right after that. I really Those were the first few songs that really hooked me off this CD. Miami so. Nights sounds like a Strawberry Girls song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Can, can we talk about Strawberry Girls at one point on the podcast? Uh, we can. I'm not like super into them. I don't really like instrumental projects. That's pretty they're pretty good. I'm not terribly into Strawberry Girls, but they're, they're I like pretty good. I mean, Ripper. I, I, I like Zach's writing. I mean, yeah. Uh, lower definition. Uh, I have had their albums liked in my Spotify for probably three years since you told me about them, David. Mm, yeah. I have tried to listen to this album, Greatest of Lost Arts. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um. I've tried to listen to it about 70 times, and I don't know, something always stops me when I start to listen, like, like, uh, I don't know, I, I have no explanation, like, I just cannot sit down and listen to this album for some reason. I understand that. I've definitely had quite a few albums that, by all means, it's something that I should love, and it, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but for some reason I just can't vibe with it. Like, yeah... But it's even just, like, literally listening to it. Like, I just can't sit there and listen. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but I just threw it on while we were playing Fall Guys the other day. Yeah. Uh, and I don't... I'm going to go back and listen now because I, I have heard what it sounds like and I liked what I heard. From yeah. what I could gauge, you know, obviously I'm pl playing a game, so I'm, like, not fully paying attention. Right. But, um, it's, a, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I 
Pueblo Cicada was probably the favorite one that I heard yeah. as well. Yeah, that track bangs. Yeah. Um, I feel like they kind of do the snake oil thing, where they, like, have screams at the beginning, and then they just, like, disappear. Yeah. Like, they snake oiled me. <laughs> the screams the screams are definitely not the focus, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh... It's, They're just kind of I like Matt Geese's voice. Like, um, I don't, I don't, I obviously I've heard it since he's on Rock Solid, but I have no idea where he is on that song. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm definitely gonna try and listen to it more, and I, I'll, I'm gonna try and review it. I think because it's been like a huge obstacle for me for a long time, and it's I've great, wanted, I, I've wanted to enjoy it because it's like your one of your favorite albums and yeah i don't know i just like to like the music that my friends like yeah it's a little i don't know it's just been difficult for me for some reason yeah, i'm I sure understand that. i'm sure everyone has their lower definition greatest of all starts album yeah uh, white whale type situation yeah uh, uh. The yeah. Infinite Etc. EP that came after it is really fucking good too. If you want like a smaller thing to try and digest at first. No, I got that... I got to do this album. This is the album. Right. This is a fucking album. <laughs> All right. This is my dragon that I have to slay. Uh, Casey, uh, give your give your uh, thoughts on the album. I listened to it like maybe three times in the past few days, and like. My standouts are kind of the same as your guys's. Pueblo Cicada, those the Beast. I did not like Miami Nights. Uh-uh. I I liked Namans, Namaskar, the last track too. I think my yeah. biggest issue with this album was it wasn't like the instrumentals. It wasn't like anything like that. It just felt like the songs felt like they went on for so long despite being less than five minutes. On like all of them. That's how I and felt I, about Seder. Like they felt very dense to me. It's not that this is dense. It just feels a lot of the songs feel very monotonous to me, and I. That sounds like it's an insult, and actually, it kind of is. Now that I'm thinking yeah, about it, I don't know. I, I insult, really, bro. I really can't think straight of a way to insult. back just up. Insulted David Seder band. You're kicked out of Poltergeist. <laughs> Well, Insult lower definition, you're fucking dead, bro. Uh, I've copyrighted all my riff. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, no, I felt like a lot of the songs kind of, uh, they meandered along a lot without really going anywhere to me. Because, like, I liked a lot of the lead guitar work. Some of the rhythm guitar work was good, but some of it kind of reminded me of, like, that, you know, mid-2000s kind of scene core stuff, which I am not a fan of at all, for the most part. Because, you know, there's a lot of, like, that low-end chugging, and, like, that's not a bad thing. I just felt like they, they're kind of reliant on it, which, well, like I said, that's... Club chugging. It's, if you can find a good place for it, hell yeah, but, I don't know, every song, it, it just kind of gets to me after a while. It feels very... It feels like they could just do so much more in that instead of just chug, you know? But I do think the lead guitar work is very good. Like, it's very hooky. I, I couldn't really hear the bass most of the time. That's post-hardcore. Come on. You know. If you can hear the bass, it's not post-hardcore. 
I think I think instant gratification might be the only album where you can hear the bass. <laughs> can we no. make sure we can hear bass on our album, please? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear bass on that shit? The IG bass is fucking mint. And there's a uh, Count Basie on a. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. Ours, which has a bass solo, so you know they had to put bass in the name. There's at least. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all right. It's been nine albums. Here's here's like a ten second slot. Yeah. Go crazy, Tim. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt just like a lot of the album was kind of like it kind of blended together. Maybe I just have to give it another listen to really get through it. But like my first three listens, it's like occasionally I'm like, yeah, this bangs, and then the rest of it is like, oh, this is a different song. I especially felt that way, like, from his silent film all the way to The Weatherman. Like, How many those four... four that's tracks? four. Yeah. It felt like they just blended together, and not in a good way, either. But yeah. the highs are really high, and I might honestly enjoy the EP more. Because I did enjoy what I... What I did enjoy, I enjoyed a lot. But what I didn't enjoy, it was just kind of there for me, you know? Too much of a good thing, man. I would not go that far. <laughs> you don't think? I'm, so, uh, I'm sorry, Dave, but I, I, this album's not really for me. That's alright. Yeah, it's, not, it's not for everybody. I do like, I do like some of the cuts. So, like, the album's obviously uh, good. I do like some of the cuts, but some of it just—it's like, man, did it stop? Did it end? Where? Which track am I on? It just felt like that a lot of the time to me. You got anything to say about that, David? Any curse words you want to spew at him? Mm. He's going to just yell it all at me during Fall Guys. No, I'm feeling alright. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um, no, I'm feeling. What? I'm what? feeling positive. People can like don't... different things. Is that what you're yeah. saying? I don't. I don't believe it. Who I feel like I'm not going. Still gonna... likes post hardcore, dude. You listen to lower <laughs> definition, dude. <laughs> listen to fucking Black Veil Brides, pussy. I'm I feel like lie. I actually like Black Veil Bride's instrumentals. I, I don't think his voice fits think, it very well. I but. think Black Veil Bride's is hated on too much. I think they are. For, I think all those bands are like all those kinds of bands, like the radio rock and radio metal. Like, I really fucking love some of those types of bands, and I don't really get why they're hated on so much. Yeah. Because they're on the radio. Because the yeah, main guy wears makeup. I mean, Kiss wore makeup too. So fucking care. Care, dude, it looks cool, man. Actually, I'm uh, saying it sucks. <laughs> Nobody does that anymore, you know. Look, I'm down. Like, people, people like whatever they like, unless what you like is Five Finger Death Punch. Then, <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. gotta put a big fat agree on that. This is an anti Five Finger Death Punch uh, fucking podcast. Can we add, can we add Kiss to that list too? I fucking hate Kiss, man. I have no nothing against Kiss, so no. They probably <laughs> made a song that I like. Uh, I just don't. I, uh, the best thing they ever did was their stupid makeup. Their music sucks. Fun, fun fact: the bassist of Five Finger Death Punch went to the church that I grew up in when I was a young lad. I'm sorry, you have that connected fact. to you. And uh, when they they came into town in like 2015 for a concert, and I was sitting at the bar at B Dubs, and I looked over, and the bassist was sitting there drinking beer. <laughs> And I was like, that's definitely him. There's only one man in this city with a dreadlock beard. 
I'm sure he's so, a nice guy. He may, he might, he's the bassist. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. He's like barely, on, barely on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Probably <laughs> <laughs> right, a cool yeah. guy. I don't know. I don't, I don't like him. As a I guarantee you, out of everyone in that band, the bassist is probably the nicest guy. It's always yeah. the bassist or like the rhythm guitarist in those types of bands. <laughs> the rhythm guitar. So like the easiest parts. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying it. You're the, saying yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds like you just said the easiest parts are the nicest people. Well, I mean, it, you're a tortured artist, sense. Casey. I am. You're a tortured artist. That's why you're a fucking toxic asshole. That's why yep. I love you. All right. Lower definition. I am slaying it as a dragon. Uh, David, it's he loves it. Casey. Yeah. I don't Casey hate is it. Casey lukewarm on it, I guess. Yeah, lukewarm would be the way I would put it. Like, the highs are highs, the lows are... They're there. Yeah. <laughs> That's really the best way I can put it. Uh, we got any any memes we want to talk about, or any post-hardcore news? We got our ears to the ground. Uh... Listen, David keeps up with post-hardcore more than... I have a oh, yeah. you, you know any shit? New, uh, let's see. Let's just rattle a few off here that I can think of. Uh, the new Idola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I got teased, teased right? yeah. It's teased. I heard there's supposed to be a John Mess feature. There so is. So that's, yep. that's going to be really Andrew says it's the heaviest John's ever gone. And well, he that's... said that after LP2 came out, so. Well, that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, someone... So we got that. Yeah, someone made a post on the Idola group saying, uh, like, they hope John Mess, like, has lyrics to do with, like, the actual concept rather than, yeah, like, his, yeah, his normal shit. And then I well, guess someone who, like, maybe is close to the band who's heard the song said, like, it's a mix of both. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll... I could see a little bit of quirk working in there, but. On the topic uh, of John Mess's lyrics, it really feels like he th- tears out pages from a thesaurus and just goes with whatever works. And Sater does it in like a more calculated way, if that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. yeah. That, that's all I really wanted to say. Yeah, yeah so I mean, I guess, I guess that's happening. Um, I don't think there's really like... There's not much going on right now. There's not a massive amount going on. Um, no. Yeah. Stuff would probably be a little more active if, you know, the world wasn't collapsing. Most or at certainly. least America. Yeah. I'm sure most post-hardcore is probably going to be... Like, most bands are probably going to be, like, recording a new EP or LP within, yeah. like, during this time. Like, shit, fucking the Callous Dial Boys are doing it. Stream yeah. Die on Mars. Yeah, Stream Die on Mars. Uh, they've posted some stuff with LP2. It sounds good. Yeah, no, that will, the Mathcore Index uh, live video of them playing. Yeah, that new song. Mm, I'll link that I in the cannot. bottom. If you're watching this, you got this far into the the episode. Check out that live video of the Cowstyle Boys. They sound really cool live. Um, the flip flops funeral. The song sounds like a fucking modern baseball in the break. <laughs> it sounds completely different to the album version. Yeah, every time they tease it, it's always, like, some weird shit. Like, fucking... I swear, there's, like, 
it was either a post by them or Pool Kids, where they said this new album is going to sound like our normal stuff, but mixed with, like, David Bowie and, like, <laughs> some other wild shit, like Lady Gaga from the fucking mid-2000s. Uh, they, I think that was Pool Kids, actually. They posted a picture of the guys from Mars Volta, and one of them had, like, a gun pointed at the other. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. that was him. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, this is what LP2 will sound like. So, I have high hopes for it. Um, hopefully we'll have Carson on the podcast. I don't know when that's going to go down, you know. He's a busy dude. Um, I'm, yeah. I am not, so <laughs> that should make things easier in theory, but we'll, you never know. Uh, anything else you all, you lads want to say? Join us next week as we speak about closure in Moscow. You really, you're just deciding closure in Moscow now? Yeah, I'd be yeah. down with that. Yeah, I like I'll closure. About, I'll talk about Pink Lemonade. I'll Are talk we talking about Pink Lemonade, Lemonade or First Temple? I'll talk about them both, to be honest. Both? I'll talk about closure everything in Moscow they release. Episode? Special? Yeah, I, could, I could do that. Fuck it. Closure in Moscow special next week. Uh, tune in. Um, oh, I've, I've, I've caused this. Check, I out, need to. check out Poltergeist. <laughs> Uh, Fortune Teller on Spotify. It's a great song. Uh, they're gonna put out an EP next uh, next year. Jesus, uh, later this year. Yeah. Uh, do, do we have an official date set yet, David, or no? We do. Yes. Um, November thirteenth. It's a uh, Friday the thirteenth. So for all Very you uh, for all you spooky, spooky scary people out there, um, yes. Uh, the EP Vanta Black, that Fortune Teller is off of, and if you haven't listened to the single yet, it'll be linked. Slam that fucking search bar. <laughs> it'll Spotify, be linked down Apple below. Music. Hit that link. Listen. Follow. You know the YouTube shtick. Yeah. Please, please stream it if you're from a. Uh... Leon, Mexico? Is that where we have the most like views yeah, from? Yeah, uh, Leon, yeah. Le- Leon, however that's pronounced, uh, that's our top streaming city right now, so... Yeah, if you're from there, you're missing out. Join in with a hundred and, like, thirty other of your city mates, I guess. Shout out yeah. to Mexico. Within the within the past week, Mexico's been bumping poltergeist, so <laughs> we, we love Mexico, dude. Come to Mexico. Come to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> But come to Mexico instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mexico is just north Brazil. That's my hot take of the episode. <laughs> it's probably we, bad. I probably might have to do we, that. Um, did we link that in? Uh, I don't know. Uh, all right. Thanks for watching. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Wait, Subscribe. Uh, bye. <laughs>